on those days, y'all. It's a Sunday, y'all. It's a Sunday. Make some noise right now. You're in the studio right now. Make some noise right now. You're in the studio. Thank you so much, y'all, for coming out today. You could have been anywhere else, uh, maybe possibly crying in your pillow, but you said, no, I'm going to come out tonight. I'm going to tell some jokes. Try and make some people laugh. Try and change this world from within. Uh, where that within begins, we don't know. But what we do know is that our first comedian tonight, uh, this guy, is, I believe it's his first time being here. I don't know if, if it's his first time ever for Mutiny Radio and stuff. Uh, but if anything, uh, please uh, give a big round of applause for the one and only Cody Abe. What's up? How's everybody doing? Uh, first time at this specific mic. Uh, yeah, just never really uh, wanted to come out into the mission on a Sunday. <laughs> but, you know, nothing better to do today, so <laughs> this is where I am. <laughs> okay, let's put this down. All right. <clears throat> All right, so, um, so uh, got a new job recently. Uh, it's nice, but it's in the city, and I currently live uh, in the East Bay, so that means I have to take um, take BART every day. And uh, if there's one thing that I've learned that I hate about BART more than anything else is that I can't wear the same pair of pants more than, like, three times. Because <laughs> for some reason, they chose the most scent, porous, fabric material to use for their upholstery. I don't know why. Well, no, it's completely unacceptable, first of all. Second of all, completely expected, right? Because uh, they're not uncomfortable, right? <laughs> like, like they're, pretty, they're pretty comfortable, but it's the fact that you're sitting in the, like, your, your pants are basically absorbing hundreds, if not thousands, of previous butts that have sit, sat there, you know, some with IBS, some with actual, you know, sh like, anal leakage, like, you don't even know, like, <laughs> like, fuck, I'm not even recording, god damn it, hold on, that was good, god fucking damn it, I was riffing too, fuck, oh yeah, it does, but I want to listen to it, like, like, right after, you can, actually, what? You can actually. Oh, can you? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, you good, dude? I every time like I okay, I never I just never thought about that. Like I'm at mutiny. <laughs> been here. I've actually that's not a lie. I've been here multiple times before. I never thought about listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm a fucking idiot. Maybe that's why I'm taking Bart every day. <laughs> uh, fuck. What was I gonna? That was just like a. That was a. That was a guttural instinct that I just had for not recording. I, I guess I don't want I don't want to blame mutiny, but it's mutiny's fault. Uh no. What else? Oh yeah, so fucking Bart, right? People like people are discussing on Bart, but I think the most like, you know, you got I've seen it all, right? You got a crackhead, you got somebody possibly pissing in the corner maybe somehow. Like in that back area. But the the worst thing I think that I see on BART every day is people putting their hand straight to their face. Like, what? Like, <laughs> like how are you going to do that knowing that all the other shit... Like, that's legacy disgusting, you know? Like, you're, it's disgusting because of all the shit that came before it. It's like, um... <laughs> I'll find a... I'm trying... I, I, I wrote that on the way here, and I'm trying to... I was trying to think of a... Um, sim like a like a metaphor that was good for it, but I'll get it later. Fuck it, I'll get it later. I'll figure it out. Um, 
Oh yeah, so uh, so uh, let's go into my shit that I wanted. Also, uh, how, how much time is it again? Um, uh, right now, yeah, I'd say you got some time, man. Go ahead, be you, man. Be okay, you. okay. So we'll run through this shit. Okay, so uh, I lost my dad at the age of six, but then I found him <laughs> blowing cocaine into a stripper's asshole. I was shocked. I said, Dad, how could you be such a bad influence on me, your one and only son? He said, Cody, please don't tell your mother we started without her. <laughs> uh, and as he finished applying the Charlie into her chocolate factory, he told me that, uh, son, please don't do as I say, or please do as I say, not as I do. And I get over here and hold this bag, uh, this eight ball for me. As a, I need somebody to fucking help. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, none of that actually happened. I just uh, created that story in my head because that's how I know my father would want me to remember him. Uh, I don't know. I was pretty young. Might have been one of those things that you kind of just make up in your head. Well, I don't fucking know. Anyway, but so that means I grew up with like a like a my my. It was just me and my mom and my sister and my grandma. Grew up in a house of women. I grew up with my mom. She raised us very well. Um, she's in fact she uh, recently, actually, uh, just joined my grandmother in retirement. Um, she just retired. Uh, congratulations to her. But you know what that means? That just means that uh, my monthly stipend is now bi-monthly. That's all that means. Is, that <laughs> no. um, is that? Uh, I can't even read my own handwriting. Uh, let's, let's hop back onto. Let's hop back onto Bart, both metaphorically and uh, literally. I'm gonna go fucking catch Bart. Um, uh. I may have seen literally the worst person hop on Bart yesterday. It was this guy. Uh, first of all, this guy was a dick. You know, like you could just tell that he was a dick, not because of uh, what he did, but what he just looked like. Like, <laughs> um, I don't. I, you can picture whoever you think is a dick in your head. Anyway, so this guy was a dick because he he. Um, he just did one of the most asshole things by just leave his friend behind on Bart. He he was running with his bike and he ran in. He and he yelled behind him, "Yeah, uh, get on, get on, get on!" And then he they they didn't get on. And he didn't. He had a bike, so he could have literally held his bike in the door and had it close on the bike. But no, he took his bike in, saw the person running toward the door, and didn't do anything. And then he just yelled, "Next station!" Get to the next station. And you could tell that this person, like you, the cluelessness on that person's face was such that they weren't from here. Like you could just tell. I also could tell because he was using WhatsApp to communicate with her. Like she was foreign. Like, like that's fucked up. Like you left your foreign friend at a BART station and told him to go to the next stop. When the next, when I was on the Antioch train, the next one was the Dublin Pleasanton train. So that's, um, not going to the same place, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not going to the same place. Well, fuck that guy. Uh, hope he didn't get laid that night because it was a male and a female situation. I hope if they were married that he was divorced. No, I don't. <laughs> hope that. Actually, I do because he kind of. Oh, the worst part was that he 
he was talking like he made friends on on the the train and uh he made friends on the train and he was talking to them like it was her fucking fault like what like obviously <laughs> like obviously she didn't know where she was going because he had to tell her next stop like obviously that's true but but like you know he was like he was like he did the thing where he like looked like mad that she didn't know that what she was doing and I'm just rambling on about this like ridiculous fucking asshole that I saw in Bart. All right, I'm I'm my time is done. Thank you for having me, Mutiny Radio. Yeah. All right, Cody. You can check out Cody making friends at Bart stations all across the bay, y'all. <laughs> not, not only that, I look forward to the family holidays at the strip club. I appreciate that, honey. All right, we're gonna keep it going. Uh, your next uh, comedian, this guy's been coming through here a little bit. Um, we're glad he's here hanging out again. Everyone put your hands together for the one and only Ryan Schooley. I will finish donating in the bucket later. Hey, mutiny, how are we doing? We doing all right? We're we're fucking we're fucking here. I'm gonna grab a chair so I could put my notebook and reference it, cause this is gonna be a loose fucking. This is gonna be a stare at the notebook set, guys. This is not gonna be not gonna be a uh, a worked out one. Um. Oh. I was going to take the stool, but he was faster. So we're, we're going with actual chair this time, guys. Um, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I just realized this place had, had a disco ball. I've been here like 10 times. I never noticed that. Uh, yeah, man. I used to I used to think I was like a pretty generic, you know, generic looking, blended with the crowd white dude. Didn't really stand out that much. Uh, that was until... A little while ago, uh, a buddy of mine, we were hanging out in open mic, and he informed me that I look like a vegan Wolverine. That's <laughs> apparently what I look like, which is not, I don't know, it, it didn't sound like a compliment. I tried to spin it like one. I was just like, oh, man, you mean I look, uh, I look healthy? And he's like, I mean, you look thinner than the people you're trying to save. That's what I mean. <laughs> not, not, uh, not a compliment. I think though, like if you are, if you're a vegan Wolverine, like there there are levels of like, of the thing where like if you're a vegan Wolverine, that means you're like one man bun away from being a yoga instructor Wolverine, and that's, I don't know, my aunt's a yoga instructor. She it's funny she she just got into yoga like a couple years ago, and I think she wanted to get into comedy too. She was like, oh, I see Ryan doing stand up. Uh, uh, should I should I do start doing yoga or yeah, I like comedy? Should I start doing stand up? And it's it's one of those things where it's like if you're thinking about getting into two things, one of them is comedy and the other one is yoga, you should get into yoga. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> if you are seriously thinking like yoga might be for me, but comedy might also be for me, no, it's not. It's stick with the yoga. Get all flexible. You do not want to <laughs> go through the shit that you have to go through for this. I uh, I just moved here, man. I just moved to San Francisco pretty recently. Um, yeah, yeah. This 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 is a tough city to move to. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. It was it was rough. Those first, I'm settling in now. Settling in. Those first few months were pretty 
pretty rough, you know. It was a little depressed. It's a, it's a filthy fucking city. It's it's, it's <laughs> there's there's no, nothing to prepare you for the level of grossness. Like I remember I, I had just moved here. I was a couple months in. I saw the most San Francisco thing I'd ever seen to that point. I saw shit that was on the sidewalk that was clearly clearly produced by one human then stepped in and slipped on by another human. If I were to make a movie about what it is to move to San Francisco, that would be the trailer right there. That would be the poster. It's fucking gross, you know? <laughs> never never saw that in Long Beach. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say this, though. That was like the turning point for me moving to San Francisco. That was when things started to turn around to look up for me. Like, I started to embrace the city more. Like, when I saw that... <laughs> that slipped in pile of shit like it made me smile man like I took a picture of it I look at it sometimes to cheer me up because I have every time I see it <laughs> yeah every time I, I see that literal shit I know for one moment of one day somebody hated their life in the city more than I do and that's You, like, dude, that guy had, like, the worst fucking day when that happened. When he fucking slipped. Because, like, it's not, like, it's not over. It's not like you just go walk walk back to your house. Like, you're in the middle. It was, like, on Market Street. You're in the middle of the fucking city. You have to, you have to take a BART to get home. You're not, you're not driving your own car with that shit. Even if you did drive, you're, you're taking BART. You're not, and you're definitely not taking a lift. <laughs> <laughs> that shit, that will tank your lift score like nothing else. Like, to have to get into that lift chair and explain, like, I know, I know what this looks like, but let me just assure you, this is not mine. Like, that's, you can't fucking, <laughs> can't say that. I like to, um, whenever I meet somebody that I, I really don't like here, I like to imagine that it was them slipping in that shit. Like, that's... That's like my little, that's my revenge fantasy, you know? I thought, I thought there was going to be more to riff on there, but, um. <laughs> <laughs> Writing on stage always seems like a great idea until I'm on stage. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, I don't like, uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm out here, I'm chasing my dreams. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to make it happen. Uh, the the deeper into comedy I get, the less I like inspirational quotes. It's something I've found, you know, like the more <laughs> the more <laughs> depressing they they seem to me. Because all they're always all the inspirational quotes out there, they're always about like starting your dreams, like getting started, following your dreams, going after it. They don't cover step two at all, like. <laughs> You get knee deep and then there's no feedback. Like there's no there's no motivational quote. They're all like start following your dreams. They don't they don't mention that you won't be able to pay rent for twelve years. That's not <laughs> covered in any of these. It's always shit like, uh, yeah, you know, do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And they don't mention it's because no one's gonna pay you for a very long time. Here's my least favorite inspirational quote though. The one that pisses me off the most, it's the Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take, which at first, you know, fires you up, you know, makes you want to take some fucking shots, 
right? Go out there, try some new jokes, right on stage, whatever the fuck. Then the more you think about it, you're like, what's worse than uh, missing 100% of the shots you don't take? Taking 100 shots and missing all of them. That's... Dude, the only reason Gretzky got away with saying that was because he was really good at hockey. Like, could you imagine, like, a, if Gretzky was dog shit at hockey and <laughs> and and he tried to tell you, like, yeah, you missed 100 percent, you missed 100 percent of the shots you don't take, slap shot wide left. It's like, no, you're not gonna listen to him. You're not. And he was so athletically gay. He was not just like a guy who did hockey on the side. He was like one of the best hockey players like day one he he was probably like at least a standout in his like you know the the bitty hockey league or whatever the the middle school hockey like uh he was he was naturally good at it you know so he it, it helped him a little bit and it, it good at it in a way that most people i feel like could never relate to with anything you know that's it's not a relatable thing gretzky telling you to take more shots than to follow your dreams is like Jeff Bezos telling you to buy more Ferraris. You know, it's like it's, <laughs> there's no way you can relate to that as, all right. That's my time, guys. Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, everyone, give it up for Ryan. You can catch the vegan Wolverine opening his yoga studio and giving motivational tech talks in the next month or so, yo. We appreciate him hanging out again. Uh, we're going to keep this show going. Uh, the show is, uh, which also, by the way, I want to give a little quick shout out again to Carolea Cunha. She's uh, having some, she's typically the like the host of this show, but we're holding it down for her. And uh, we're going to keep it going. And the next person who's going to help hold it down is uh, the one, the only, Darren Busey. I like gardening because, well, just look at me. I, uh, I put on those cargo shorts to look nice and beige. You know, no one gives, gives a shit what I look like at my age. Uh, so, so I put on the cargo shorts nice and beige, not remotely shaped like the human body. Hell yeah, surrender looks good on me. This guy knows what I'm talking about. You look like you know a lot about giving up. Cool, how about later we go to Costco and talk fashion? My daughter has always been into dance and pop stars. All through her teens, she'd want to show me the latest move she saw online. Daddy, daddy, come look. I saw Cardi B do this. Oh, oh, fuck, not again. Uh, excellent footwork, dear. I, I know you've been twerking hard. I mean, working hard on your footwork. My son, on the other hand, he's pretty quiet. He likes to skateboard. I never worried about him until he fell at the skate park and got a concussion. All this time, I was worried about the wrong kid grinding the rail. Uh, I also like going to the farmer's market. Big shock there. Uh, I especially like pomegranates. By the time I'm done with one of those bad boys, my kitchen looks like the shining. Hell yeah, I'm full of excitement. I used to eat the seeds whole like nature intended. Then I found out what it feels like to give birth to a porcupine. Uh, my daughter, same daughter Paula, she, she's into the ripped jean look. When it was a gash or two, I was fine, but I, I had to say something when she walked out the door looking like Freddy Krueger's scratching post. Uh, she just, she was pissed. Like, uh, you're not the boss of me. I can do what I want. And she's right. She doesn't need me to tell her what to wear or when to put on sunscreen. Yeah, that's right. This summer, she's rocking a full-on Morse code sunburn. Reads all the way down. You were right, Dad. My cousin Alan, um, 
his life was getting away from him. He lost his job. Uh, he had a couple of arrests for drunk driving. But we in the family, we all kind of got together, got him some help. He's working again, uh, driving a street sweeper. It's great, because no one suspects a thing. He can just swerve all the way down the road. No one gives a shit. Oh, there was no car back, car parked back there? Maybe there used to be. You don't know. And hey, the medians need love, too. Some of them haven't been polished for decades. My, um, uh, oh yes, the Me Too era is upon us, which means people are being held accountable for their past actions. And that means we have to talk about the time I had my wisdom teeth removed. I was 15 and the meds were at full effect. The nurse leaned over me to grab something and so did I. Both hands, regrettably solid technique. Uh, I don't even remember this because of the pills. I only know what happened thanks to the principal witness, which was my mom. Smooth. And according to mom, the nurse simply responded with, you'd be surprised how often that happens. Yep, that was the 80s, just feathered hair and gropey adolescence. Welcome to hell. Um, but uh, thankfully, times have changed, and so have I. Ever since the day I walked out of that office, I've been a gentleman. Proof that getting men to behave themselves is like pulling teeth. Uh, I was also a gentleman even in college. I met my wife, Susan, when we were at UC Berkeley back in the year 19, none of your fucking business. We were, we, were, we were 19 years old. I was so young. In fact, um, I'd only had sex on four occasions before I met Susan. That's so few I can recount them all with one hand. That's not quite right. I'm actually left-handed. Oh yeah, that, that, that feels much better. Back when I was at Cal, uh, I had this partner for a circuit lab named Lexi. She was from uh, New Orleans. She was brilliant and she was gorgeous. And my wife got a little jealous. I mean, my then girlfriend, now wife. And, uh, but there was nothing going on. Um, she kind of believed me, but she really didn't relax until she saw Lexi's boyfriend. Talk about outgunned. Dude looked like Keanu Reeves, except with green eyes and a soul. Uh, what do we got here? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was never going to be able to be a player. Too nice, too loyal, like a little puppy dog. Less furry nowadays. Um, I play poker occasionally. Uh, I'm okay. I'm a pretty good player. Um, but um, there's a few women I cross paths with, serious players, and they have this nice trick where they wear these low-cut tops to distract their male opponents because most men are pigs. But I, I'm a gentleman, which means I know how to make respectful eye contact, right? And as my chips were slowly draining away from me, I realized that the last thing I should be doing when up against superior players is staring them right in the eye. <laughs> they can see straight through me. Um, one last thing. Uh, as I started dabbling in comedy, I've heard a lot of interviews with the pros. They say that you have to, um, you need, to find out if you're any good, you need 10 years of experience in comedy. Really? Like the doctor who did my vasectomy only had five. You telling me he's only halfway to making a good dick joke about whittling old hickory here? Yeah, that joke's gonna kill in eight years. All right, that's my time, thank you very much. All right, yeah. That was uh, tips from the comic himself right there, yeah. How to make it right there. We're gonna keep on making it, your next comedian. Oh, I'm glad he's hanging out. Haven't seen him in a while. Thank you for the pupusa. Good man. Give it up for Elio Oponte. 
know you guys cannot see this, but I'm waddling up on stage and it's just because I'm high. There you go, we got brought everybody up to speed. And I've been doing this research and every time you listen to some information that's 6,000 years old, you feel like you're the first guy on the phone playing the game telephone. I'm on the phone like, how am I supposed to tell this to the next motherfucker, dude? Like, I'm gonna smoke a boat. <laughs> like, I'm gonna take a month to figure this out. When we play telephone, like, we usually get it to the end and you're like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> like, so many people went through it. Like, everybody's adding their own bullshit or whatever, their own point of view, you know? <laughs> it's like, killing is bad. Then he goes to a killer and he's like, well, killing is good. Tells the next guy, it's like, killing is good. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> My tummy is here. Like, what the fuck? So I'm the first guy on the phone. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I do fart jokes. Like, what? You know? No, for real. My farts are so strong, dude. <laughs> I can turn a gay guy into a straight guy. Like, that's strong. I have the motherfucker reading the Bible after I, he smells one of my farts. He's like, oh, sh everything's gonna come back to him. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Natural in instincts? That's just gonna kick right in. It's gonna be like, motherfucker, wake the fuck up. <laughs> That's how strong my farts are. And I smell my farts every morning. So every morning I'm like, yep, yep, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. <laughs> fuck. I drive with the a pound of weed in my car and it's not for money or f to sell it's just for the thrill you know every time i get a cop behind me i'm like oh shit dude <laughs> i'm getting deported <laughs> like fuck <laughs> fuck jail dude jail you get like a meal and shit like where i'm come from that is not uh not you not get you don't get a meal that shit is not like written down what you get food fuck you we're trying to get our own food that's how it works in my country i'm from venezuela if you ever wonder what it's like to lose 99.9999% of the value of your money, being there, done that, it's not fun. But that's why I'm speaking to you in my second fucking language, you know what I mean? I wish I could be doing this in Spanish, but it is what it is. But I love it out here, though. I'm lucky. This is like Disneyland, dude. I can walk out of here right now. I can buy a steak, and I can buy ice cream, and I can put the ice cream on top of the steak, and nobody will tell me nothing. That's freedom. I don't know. That's what we're trying to preserve here. But I'm on the phone, and it's this fucking 6,000-year-old dude, like, dropping knowledge. And I'm like, dude, I'm not ready for this. You know? Like, oh, I just want to play. I'm waiting for the new PlayStation. You know? People ask me, Eli, why do you like Bush so much? He bought me a PlayStation. Like, he's a good guy. <laughs> Remember back in the day, in, like, 2005, where he gave everybody 400 bucks? I got my check. I bought a PlayStation, my brother bought a PlayStation. It was fucking great. We just bought two PlayStations. You know how much money? All that he was trying to pump money into the economy, he ended up pumping into Sony's <laughs> in Japan. And they sold out a fucking PlayStation. They're like, dude, we got a fucking, we got an industry going on here, fucking backed by the US government. <laughs> Fuck. It's kind of like the people in Norway. You know, they always are used as an example when you're talking to some fucking socialists or some bullshit like that. And they're like, oh, what about Norway? You know, they're socialists. They're chilling. It's like, I don't know if you heard, but we, America pays their national security. They're like a mistress that we have. We don't tell anybody. 
And she's like, no, I don't have, a, I don't have to work. And we're like, fuck, this bitch wants to go to Vegas again? Fuck. Okay, get the plane, you know? And she's like, da da da, you know, oh, I got money, everything is great. Like, dude, we're paying for this shit, like, get the limo, fuck. You know what I mean? We don't even use the limo, we just drive the fucker. Anyhow, that's when, whenever they bring up the Norway people or whatever, nice people, and it's not, a, it's not, it's about the politicians, you know what I mean? People are people, I'm just rambling now, what the fuck, dude? I'm just still thinking about this call that I got, and it's like, dude, what the fuck? You know, so I'm processing that. Um, you know, yeah, I talk about the drying wood with we. Um, when I was a little kid, I used to hold my breath underwater, just like practice. You know, I, I'm pretty sure everybody here has tried that, right? And you never know what you're gonna use this for. But as I'm pulling up in the intersection and I just took the drag of a of a bong, and a couple's next to me, I realize this is what I've been training for. <laughs> so now I gotta help hold the breath, my breath. And it's a fucked up intersection. It's in Sloth and 19th Avenue in the sunset. It's one of the longest lights in the city. Don't 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 ask me how I know. It's a long light. <laughs> so just hold my breath, looking at the cops, and I'm like trying to act bored, you know. But I'm like, dude, my best poker face. I've been playing poker for 14 years. I'm like, this is the. I'm all in right now, and I'm bluffing. And I don't want to get called. <laughs> if I get called, I'm out of the tournament. <laughs> out of the tournament, I mean the country again. It's a high-stakes poker every day. <laughs> how about that? Fuck. That's how I got to get my thrills. That's why I'm doing this. You think I'm doing this for what? It's for the fucking thrill, dude. Anyhow. Gosh, what I can tell you about. <sighs> what do you guys want to wanna talk about? But you guys wanna hear about the book, for example, a six thousand year old book. What do you wonder? What is the question comes out of your out of your mind? Who wrote it? Enoch. He wrote it. And uh yeah, he, he saw a bunch of shit. At one point, Asasel, which is the leader of the fallen angels, he's not Lucifer, that's just one of the angels. They made a petition and they gave it to Enoch so that Enoch could take it up to God. And Enoch did it. And to listen to the answer is like, okay. <laughs> Every time he drops the answer, it's like, it's a drop mic, you know? People fake that here. Everybody says, like, oh, I like apples. And they drop the bag. You're like, what? You're dropping the bag called dropping apples? <laughs> what the fuck? But he said, tell them that they should be petitioning for man and no man petitioning for them. It's like, okay. And then he came back, he's like, no, no, not good, you know? You guys are fucked. So if you guys are out there listening to the radio right now, know this, TikTok, TikTok, motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying. People are wondering, like, what's going to happen in Venezuela? Who's going to get rid of the dictatorship? TikTok, TikTok, motherfuckers. And just as I'm saying TikTok, it's TikTok for this set, too, so... <laughs> What's gonna happen at the end? Everybody, I think it's gonna be like the Warriors, you know, here. How everybody now loves the Warriors. And you ask him like, who plays for the Warriors? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Fuck. I think when, at the end com when the end comes, everybody's gonna bandwagon, everybody's gonna be like, oh, actually, 
actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with the team, you know. <laughs> Everybody's got a bandwagon. Anyhow, that's my time. Give it up for your host. Alright, yeah. You could catch Elio Ponte on an episode of Ancient Aliens, the first comedians, y'all. We appreciate him coming back, spitting some knowledge and stuff. We're down to our last uh, comic right now, unless there's a random challenger, unless someone puts a quarter into the whole machine and stuff. But otherwise, we're going to keep this machine going with uh, this guy. I oh, man, this guy's becoming a living legend. Everyone, please give it up for Mark Neuer! Yeah, bro, I'm a fucking living legend. Make it louder for me. I'm fucking awesome. I'm uh, completely amazing. There he is. I was wondering where you were at. I was like, fuck, I was worried. I was like, fuck, dude, what's going on? Okay, cool. I'm doing, I'm going to try and do a set. I just got up here if you were wondering. If you are like, oh, man, did I miss all the funny? Nope, it's still coming, man. Hasn't even started. Cool. You know, Mutiny has a open mic here Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's fucking crazy. I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I'm about to ask Pam for a fucking five spot. Like, damn. I thought I was hella slick. I gave her a five in the studio the other day, Friday, you know, and then I was like, oh shit. So I wake up on Sunday. I'm like, oh, or Saturday. I'm like, oh shit, there's a, there's a mic today too. Throw four bucks in there. You know, I think I'm being cool. I wake up today. We we're going to go see a movie. I look at the movie times, nothing starts till six. I was like, well, let's see what's going on bacon tonight, you know, because I know there's all the late mics. I fucking, this is so new. It's like, oh shit, there's one a day too. And I fucking, <laughs> I woke up with $5 today. I was like, what the fuck happened to my life? <laughs> if you're wondering, yes, that makes my weekly income $23. Yes. Yes, it does. Don't fucking judge me. But I did buy Jewel Pods today. It was either that or two packs of cigarettes. So, what with the Jewel Pods, you know? Coughing up bloody loogies. It's just not the jam, you know? It's not my jam. It may be your jam, it may be the thing that you get down with, it's just not. So I thought, what better time than now to do a scientific study? <laughs> you know? So I took a little cup, spit my loogies in there now, seeing the ratio, what's phlegm, what's actual, uh, an actual like real problem, the blood, you know, we're looking at the difference here. I've been spitting it so often, man. I have like a cup, it's like, a, like I'm dipping. This is gross, right? It's disgusting. Get past that, it's gonna get worse from here. Cool. <laughs> Good. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there pretty, pretty big on that cup. You know, it's pretty, it's a thick cup. You know, we're sitting there. I have this cup all the time. Me and my girlfriend are sitting there. We're, we're, we're eating in and out. Our milkshakes. I have my cup. She went to reach for a milkshake, but she went to reach for my cup instead. <laughs> and when she realized, she made this look. It was very similar to, but a, a, the noise you made, but a look. Instead, it was like a kind of look when she realized. And I was like, what, you don't want my, lo my bloody loogie milkshake? That's going to be tremendous. I thought that's what... That was a really lo a lot for that punchline. That was a lot for that punchline. 
You thought there was none. It's there. It was there. That's an old, really old joke. I've been coughing up blood for a long time. For a long time. Three packs a day will do that to you. So I'm 23. That should be funny. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm coughing up blood. So that should be funny. But anyways, we're getting past that. I'm 23. My last name is Neuer. My name is Mark Neuer. It took me 23 years to find out that Neuer in French means drowning, which is convenient because that's what I'm doing in debt. It's great. It's like it's written in my stars, you know? It also means, uh, it also means walnuts in, in French, which makes me believe that conversations in France <laughs> must be really entertaining to listen to. Yeah, not to actually be engaged, but just like, like just half ear hustling a conversation. They say Neuer, they're like, was he drowning or is he walnuts? I don't understand what's going on here. Who's? <laughs> uh, my middle name's William, so I could remix my name to be Willie Walnuts <laughs> for the rest of my life. I think that's fantastic. He's like, he's, he's fired up about that. Yeah, I agree, dude. I'm fucking stoked. I'm fucking stoked. Yeah, it's like Willy Wonka's porn name, dude. It's fucking like, it's, no, right? It's tremendous. Jesus Christ, dude. We're fired up by my material. I need to sit down. My legs are hurting. So listen, could you imagine the porn for Willy Wonka? Hold on, <laughs> that's a lot. Could you just imagine the por- could you just imagine the porn music? Just listen about the porn music for a second. Like, come with me, and you'll be in a world of impure masturbation. And then you see the Oompa Loompas getting fist fucked in the background. You know, the children dying. It's amazing. Did I lose you. I lost you. <laughs> It's like, it's like people never saw the movie. They hear that part of the bit, and they're like, where the children come from? I don't know. It's like the whole premise and punchline of the movie. The children come, and they die. It's, that is the movie. How would I not include that in my porno? I'm not saying they're getting fucked. That's terrible. That's like, that's horrible, right? That's, no, no kids are fucked in that movie. It got a little weird at one point, right? Willy Wonka has that look in his eye, looking at Charlie. Charlie's looking at him. It's weird. It's a little weird, but no, no children were fucked in the making of that movie. I, is there a documentary? No? Where, where's the, I've never seen any allegations. I don't know. I don't know. But in my porn, they don't get fucked. I can tell you that. I directed it. They just die, you know? Normal stuff. I, uh, I'm from the 209. You know where that's at? Cool. It's by yeah. It is in California. It's by it's by it's like in between Stockton and Modesto. Yeah, I had a dude. Uh, I had a dude come up to me after a show. And he told me. Uh, he's, I I know I've known Modesto. I've been to Modesto. I went to rehab in Modesto. <laughs> you don't know why that's funny. It's funny because all there is out there is like is 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 drugs. Right. right. It, it, you can go. You could go anywhere for rehab. You go anywhere for rehab. He went to, that's like going, that's like going to the Neverland Ranch to stop fucking kids. That's what that's, that's exactly what that's like. You're just going to be looking out the window just like, I want to be them. <laughs> I want to be them so bad, you know. Fuck. All right, cool. A lot of, a lot of kid fucking in the middle of the set. Um, my, <laughs> we'll go right into getting shit on. How about that? I got shit on by a bird. In Turkey, getting shit on by a bird is good luck. I got shit on by a bird. My truck got towed. 
Obviously not Turkish. <laughs> no 23 of me needed. I am not Turkish. Not at all. I'm glad my truck got towed because now I don't have to worry about it getting towed anymore <laughs> because it's towed already. Shit's gone. You ever lived in a vehicle before? Cool, I have. I lived in that big bitch. It was a big-ass SUV. I lived in it, and I had these big tubs, these big tubs that I put all my dirty clothes in because if you don't know, uh, you could barely even find an apartment in San Francisco with a washer and dryer. Have fun finding a fucking SUV with a washer and dryer. You know what I mean? Like, I needed a tub for my shit. That was off the top. Just want to let you know, and Warhol Coffin, that was a riff, that part right here, all this riff. <laughs> Killing it. Just want to let everybody know, in case you were wondering, Anthony Medina, killing it. They towed the shit, and I have not gone to collect any of my items out of it, including those three big-ass, disgusting tubs of my underwear <laughs> and my homeless-ass socks and all the cum rags. Oh, my God, the cum rags. Oh, my God, the cum rags. The towels. Oh, the towel cum rags. Oh, my God. Someone's going to open those tubs. <laughs> it's not gonna be me it's not gonna be me and I, I pray to God it's that piece of shit who told, dropped his yearly annually income to tow my shit the tow truck driver I hope oh I hope no I got goals I don't dream Told that to my girlfriend today. <laughs> All right, cool. My name is Mark Neuer. I hope you guys have a great night and uh, donate because I couldn't. I yeah, that was Mark Neuer, yo. We're about, we actually had some nice, uh, we got a couple surprise drop-ins and stuff, so we're going to keep the show rolling. Uh, we just got a couple more. Hey, especially if you're new and like you want, like you guys should really hang out. Check out your last couple comics. Everyone, please give it up for Corday Schnell. Yeah. You guys good? Good. Uh, my birthday's coming up. Um, I'm about to turn 45. Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. Like, do you guys actually believe that I'm about to turn 45? You guys believe me? Anybody? Right, kind of right, right. I know, I know, but you wouldn't. You kind of second guess it though, because I'm black, right? <laughs> and black, <laughs> and black people we don't crack, right? So like, I literally want to start be telling people like, yo, I'm turning 45. This is like believe people believe you like, oh shit, you're 45. You look good for 45. Like you damn right, <laughs> I fucking look good for 45, right? And I start thinking about it. <clears throat> I start thinking about like older people who are like celebrities who we don't know their age. They could be lying to us, you know? Like Morgan Freeman. How old is Morgan Freeman? Like 85, 90, 100, right? Like if, <laughs> like if you found out today that Morgan Freeman was 140, you'd be like, I can believe it. All right, that's what, more, <laughs> that's what 140 looks like in like, you know, his age. Huh? Then it started, I started thinking about it. I was like, yo, what happened if Morgan Freeman was best friends with Frederick Douglass? Like, dude, what the? Like, damn. Like, how was times back then? Were they good? Well, besides the slavery and stuff like that. But yeah, did you meet Abraham Lincoln? Like, how was, did he really change some shit, you know? Man, he might have known Jesus. You never know. Like, like, when have you ever seen a baby picture of Morgan Freeman? It was probably just a, a like, 25-year-old version of himself, you know, as a baby, you know? Like, that's why I just love telling people that, like, I'm 45. Because I remember, literally, I was, like, the oldest of most of my friends. Like, I was, like, 23, but they were saying I was old as shit, right? So I, now I'm just embracing it. I'm just embracing, like, fuck it, I'm 45 now. 
And plus that helps me with like older chicks because they always call me a baby whenever they find out my actual age. That was like, we have a good conversation. Things are going well. And then tell, I was like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 29. She's like, oh my God, you're a baby. And I'd like, be kind of upset because that's like, they deflect and they be like, they don't want to talk to me anymore, right? But at the same time, I'll be like, I kind of want to be petty. I'm like, oh, I'm a baby. You think I'm a baby? Well, I'm kind of hungry. Can you breastfeed me, please? You know? Like, you know, but then I hate when uh, a chick who's around your age says that same exact thing, right? So, oh my God, how old are you? 29? Oh my God, you're a baby. I'm like, well, how old are you? 31? I'm like, bitch, you a toddler. What the fuck are you talking about? You bragging because you can walk and shit? Like, bitch, I'm crawling. I'm crawling, you know? We're going with the baby thing. Uh, also, so I'm vegan. Um, I know it's a shock to most people because I'm still fat. That's usually the reaction I get. But, you know, it's crazy because I lost 40 pounds and I'm feeling good by myself. So I'm going to keep it going, right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I've gained 30 of it back because, you know, Taco Bell is the fucking, you know, it's the only thing I can eat from fast food. Also, side note, right? You know how everybody says, like, Taco Bell gives you the shits and stuff like that, right? It gives you really bad gas. When you go vegan... That gives you a lot of gas, period, right? So when I ate Taco Bell for the first time, it was the first time I ever didn't have gas from Taco Bell because I was already gassy for everything else I ate. That's a <laughs> proven fact. That's how you beat Taco Bell's like diarrhea, you know, become vegan and then eat it, you know? Uh, <laughs> also, when Mark was talking about, uh, well, fucking like uh, Willy Wonka, like what it'd be like as like a, uh, like porn and shit like that, right? I was thinking like the ever, long, ever long lasting gobstopper, maybe like the ever long lasting orgasm. You know that'd be dope as shit, right? Then the one chick, remember she ate like the uh, bubble gum and then she like started tasting blueberries. She got big. That's BBW porn in Willie Walker's world, you know. <laughs> um, so it's crazy. So my mom always raised me to be a gentleman. You know, she's like, you know, like be a gentleman, open women's doors, stuff like that, help out, stuff like that. But I got pissed because my sister would try to do the same thing with me. She's like, hey. I'm going to the gas station. You want to come? I'm like, sure. I'm going to get some snacks, stuff like that, right? So we get up, pull up. She was like, hey, um, I just like, she was like a 20 on 10. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. All right. What are you telling me? Uh, I'm not the cashier. No, so, she, <laughs> so she goes in and she pays for it, right? Then she gets back in the car and she's like, hey, uh, you know, a gentleman would pump a woman's gas. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Definitely, definitely. I got you. I was like, can you like press the, um, the hubcap or whatever, right? So I press the hubcap. I get out of my car. I walk around to her door, you know, and I get her door for it, right? Because I'm a gentleman and you can pump your own fucking gas because I'm not dating you, right? <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not dating you. That was for a chick I'm trying to date. I'm not trying to date my sister. That's a little creepy and we're not from the South. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fucking shit. People from the South. Um, so other than that, um, by going vegan, I learned how, how nice and helpful white women are, right? Like I told a chick I was vegan. She's like, oh my God, how long have you been vegan? I was like, a week or two. She's like, how long have you stopped eating your friends? And I was like, what? <laughs> See, I ate at Lakeisha the other day. Uh, <laughs> but it was funny because she, like, she was like, let me get your number. Let me get your email. I'm going like, to write it down. I'm going to send you some recipes. I'm thinking four or five recipes, you know, like some little meal prep and stuff. She sent me 34 pages of possible recipes, right? I said, like, oh my fucking God, you are so helpful, right? I told my black family that I'm vegan. They was like, what the fuck, Corday? Really? This is what you're doing, man. At the black barbecue, that's what you're telling us, right? This is what, you, this is what we doing today, man. I was like, shit, my bad. He was like, he was like, he was like, yo. He was like, you know what goes on this grill? He was like, chicken, ribs, links, 
beef and then hot dogs for the kids court. And he was like, get that fucking shit out of here. And that was him knocking my protein style burgers out of my hand and onto the ground, right? And he started kicking dirt. He was like, what are you eat plants and shit from the dirt? You probably used to bitter tasting shit, right? I was like, damn. So then I walk away, go eat in the corner by myself, right? And I'm eating it. My stuff, it was a little crunchy from the dirt. Uh, <laughs> then he walks to me, he was like, hey man, Cordy, I heard you lost 40 pounds. I was like, I did. He's like, fuck. Was it really hard becoming vegan? I was like, what the fuck? Are, are you asking me for tips? The possible? He was like, I'm thinking about going vegan. I was like, motherfucker, what? You gave me the most shit out of all my family members. This is how you feel, really? He's like, yeah, I'm getting big, man. I've, I've gained 100 pounds. And I was like, yeah, your fat ass needs to lose some goddamn weight. You fucking fucking up out here, right? And then it's my older cousin, so I got up and ran away, right? But then I remember that I recently lost 40 pounds, and he gained 100 pounds recently. So he's like 140 pounds heavier than me. So I just stopped running, and I started walking away. Because he was, <laughs> because he was out of breath just sitting down. So <laughs> oh shoot! Um, any guys ever hear like when women be like, "Yo, dudes ain't shit." You guys ever hear this or like see this on Facebook, whatever? Right? Don't you hate that? Because you start thinking about yourself, like, "Well, I ain't shit." Who's she talking about? You know, <laughs> well, I'm a good dude. Then you start thinking about her. Well, maybe it's the dudes you dating, right? Like, I, I start thinking about it, like sometimes, right? Chicks be having like these biased opinions, right? Like, if a girl told you pizza wasn't shit, right, but she only ate Little Caesars, would you really evaluate her opinion, you know? <laughs> like, oh my God, like Little Caesars ain't, like pizza ain't shit. I was like, well, you eat Little Caesars, you need to upgrade your shit, you know, maybe date like somebody who's kind of like Domino's, you know? They're the dude who's kind of like that, you know? He like, we first met, he would he have stuff together, but he's trying to reinvent himself, you know, going back to school, right? Maybe did a dude who's kind of like Pizza Hut, I mean, he's a little greasy, which he got like bad hygiene, but you can help him out, stuff like that, give him, introduce him to Axe or something like that, some, back, some body spray. Or maybe did a dude who's kind of like Mountain Mike's, you know? It's like, uh, he likes wearing like a lot of flannels and stuff, like to be outdoors, I mean, kind of stuff has like a beard you know kind of thing i was like oh you know when you really ready for like a serious relationship you could date a dude who's kind of like round table you know like really good like loving caring pizza kind of stuff like that and when you really 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 ready for a relationship you can date that deep dished out pizza you know the chicago that, that deep loving relationship kind of stuff basically i'm just saying like if chicks keep talking about dudes ain't shit maybe she stopped dating five that last niggas i don't know that's my opinion i had him in court that's my time thank you yeah all right, yeah, we're going to finish it up. Uh, your last comic of the day. Oh, we appreciate him coming by. He does a show, and um, uh, he'll let you know, y'all. But give it up for the one and only Warhol Kaufman. Uh, I just want you guys to know I was booked here, so. Oh, did you hear? I heard Noir killed it. Did you hear Noir killed it? That's how you, if someone tells you themselves, that's how you know. <laughs> that they're doing well. Um, I don't know if abortion is murder, but I know that killing every conservative politician is murder. I just found out that uh, Nancy Pelosi is two bullets away from being the president. Like, if you murder two people, Nancy Pelosi will be the Democratic president of the United States of America. Not just any two people. It has to be the right two. You have to figure out the right... It's like a puzzle. If you can figure out the right two people to murder, just from a legal standpoint... 
He's my lawyer. He broke it down for me. Um, my ex-girlfriend is actually uh, is vegan. She shops at Whore Foods. I, I went to Whole Foods the other day and I saw this sign. It just said, bread misses you. Come back to bread. How long has it been? Remember bread? Check your calendar. Is bread in your calendar? Open up your mouth. Put a sourdough in your mouth. Sit on a loaf. I just want to clear something up. Um, I've been misquoted, and I don't appreciate it, all right? Yeah, I, people have been misquoting me, you know? Don't do that. Look, I never said white people are stupid. I don't know why people go around misquoting. Don't misquote me. I never said white people are stupid. I just don't like being, I didn't say white people are stupid. I never said white people are stupid. But Europe's not a continent. I'm the oldest one in my family without kids and I'm I'm proud you know like I tried really hard I put it in the wrong places and everything <laughs> my people are from the islands which means we used to get traded for rum but now it's just drunk at parties like I am I actually witnessed a murder the other day it was like eight months ago, I witnessed a murder outside of the layover on 15th and Franklin. It was crazy, right? Like, I saw someone get murdered. And then the next day, I was so happy. You know? I felt alive. I felt so alive. I used to live in West Oakland. They found a human head in the recycling plant two blocks from my house, which is messed up because that's compostable. <laughs> but when I moved into the neighborhood, like, I think two weeks passed. We moved in. Two weeks passed, and someone got killed, like, in the neighborhood, you know? And I was so upset. I was like, oh, my God. That's so terrible. Like, I can't. That's horrible, you know? And then it was, I swear to God, it was probably a week and a half later, someone got shot right by the dollar store. And I was like, what do you expect going to the dollar store? I mean, gotta watch out. And then seriously, within the month, someone got shot right on the corner, right by my house. And I said to my wife, I was like, I hope they got the right guy. I heard there were like 42 people shot in the same weekend in Chicago. Like, they got good aim in Chicago. <laughs> I used to tell that joke. Uh, <laughs> I used to tell that joke, and then I went on tour. And I told that joke, I like, you know, went north, and I told the joke. I was in Portland, I told it, and I went to Boise. I told the joke all over. And then I went to Chicago, and I was like, am I... Am I going to do it? Right? Am I going to tell, like, because if I can't tell it in Chicago, so I told it, but I ducked. <laughs> Obama ruined the dreams of black children. I wanted to be the first black president. 
Is it unfair to say the first lady slept her way to the top? People be like, Trump is racist. And he's orange. I think it's ironic that Trump's son is barren and we all wish his mother was. Is it unfair to make fun of Trump considering he's cognitively disabled? Just like, you know, like you could tell he raped someone, but it's like it doesn't count because he wasn't wearing a sombrero, you know? I did this show in Vegas. I saw a guy in a Chewbacca costume take off his mask. Wookie mistake. <laughs> when I was little, um, I used to ask my mother, like, Mom, if you die, what would happen to me? She said, well, if I die, you know, Bill's your stepdad, so you would live with Bill. I was like, but what if, what if you die and Bill dies? She said, well, if I die and Bill dies, you go and live with your grandmother. But she's old, like, what if grandma dies? And my mother said, what are you planning? <laughs> I love Oregon, man. Oregon has the purest white supremacy of anywhere I ever tasted. It's hard to find a job, though. Like, when I lived there, I tried so, I applied so many places. I applied like 90, pl I tried to apply to the Ku Klux Klan, but I couldn't fit my resume on one sheet, you know? <laughs> I'm surprised the Klan hasn't ruined bed sheets and pillowcases for everybody. Like it did for me, I just started sleeping at white women. I was thinking about the purpose of a Klan hood. Like you might think it's to hide their racism, you know? But I don't think it's to hide, like they're not ashamed of their racism. That's their whole thing. I think the purpose of a clan hood is so that rich clan members don't have to share money with poor ones the day after the meeting, you know? Keep it anonymous. Living outside of Portland in St. John, someone wrote nigger on the fence across from my door. I was like, I'm home. I used to get coffee every morning at Martha's and across the street is this church called St. Kevin's. And I grew up Catholic. I was curious. Like, I wonder what Kevin's been up to. So I looked it up. And apparently, St. Kevin is most famous because this woman tried to seduce him. So he drowned her. And they built him a church. I feel like the... Virgin Mary was in on it because I saw her statue in the court card and it looked really smug. You know, I like it looked, looked like she knew something. I don't know if you ever heard there was this enslaved African in the South who he set himself in a box. He mailed himself to freedom. He mailed himself to freedom. They taught us that in school. It's amazing. He mailed himself to freedom. And I bet... At the plantation, there was someone else left who was like, that nigga mailed himself to freedom. He mailed himself to freedom. He got in the crate. He nailed it up. He put the address on the outside. He stamped it. He waited for the mailman. He mailed himself to freedom. And if he was a better friend, he would have mailed me too. I used to tell that joke, and then I realized uh, it was like late February. It was right at the end. And I realized, oh, my God. No, there wasn't some nigger left who mailed him, that was his wife. 
because black women are amazing. It's amazing. I went to the mall the other day. This young white teenager made eye contact with me, and under his breath, he goes, my nigger. A Denzel fan, yeah. <laughs> went to Five Guys. Five Guys does not give a fuck about your peanut allergy. They don't care. But back in the day, a doctor wouldn't sit you down and say, your son has a peanut allergy. Like he would just say, your son is dead. <laughs> would you like a peanut? They're delicious. Shout out to George Washington Carver. So I was eating this cheeseburger and some melted cheese got on the floor, stuck to my shoe. And it was crazy, like, it was so slippery, like for a second I could almost moonwalk. Like I figured it out, that's how you moonwalk. You get some cheese on your shoe, and you rape a kid and you can moonwalk. <laughs> that's how you do it. I went to Trader Joe's the other day. The cashier said to me, 11.14. I said, what is R. Kelly's ideal age of consent for 200, Alex? All right, I'll give it up for a wall. <laughs> uh, always asking the greatest questions of life right there, yeah. Uh, if anything, thank you so much to everyone that came out today. Uh, we're gonna, whoever wants to hang out, we'll be doing a little Q&A afterwards. You wanna have a little fun? Uh, we'll be going till like a little bit before six and stuff. So otherwise, uh, yeah, take a little quick musical break. Go to the bathroom, y'all listening at home, and we'll be right back. Soy un hombre muy honrado que me gusta. 
gusta lo mejor A mujeres no me falta ni el dinero ni el amor Jineteando en mi caballo por la sierra yo me voy Las estrellas y la luna ellas me dicen dónde voy Me gusta tomar mis copas, aguardiente es lo mejor También el tequila blanco con su sal le da sabor Ay, 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 mi amor Ay, mi morena de mi corazón tocar guitarra, me gusta cantar el sol, el mariachi me acompaña cuando canto mi canción, me gusta tomar mis copas, aguardiente es lo mejor, también el tequila blanco con su sal de la sabor ay, 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 ay ay, ay, mi amor ay, mi morena de mi corazón What they say is if they knew me. Groupies on my head like a kufi. My nigga Kid Cuddy, that's my little buddy. Call some hoes up and get some cutty cutty. What's your life like? Mine's is kind of tight. A long way from hustling. That China right. My people love me, the fans love me. Come on, go. If you ain't showing love, then what you call for? I don't need it in my life. My kids pay the price, but so alike the need of my wife. Smoke till I'm gone. Dog on the throne. I'm worldwide known. I'm a boss in the zone. I get it how I get it, cause I can. I earn my spot. You see the plan, I was fucking with my fans I turned out to be a better man Importance of life, you understand While I'm puffing on this brain Everything I'm having, no, they ain't necessity Though I'm shining, keep on grinding What you see ain't all of me Though I keep them all, don't love them all The code in which I roll It's so simple what I need You know I keep my fam And I can't forget that dream Na 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 na
Check around yeah, around table. What we got? We got oh yeah, there it goes. There it goes. What's that? I got my NPR voice on now. There you go, man. Ready to tell the news like how it is. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's going on? Actually, I have this bit that I've been doing, and it's funny because the comics look at me, the comics don't follow news. I guess that's hilarious. So, uh, so I'll, I'll talk about the Mueller investigation, and I just get glazed eyes. Like if I if I say it in front of like an audience. They kind of know what I'm talking about, but comics are just like, that's not about comedy. I didn't pay yeah. attention. And what's the Mueller report uh, been coming out with so far? Bro, Mueller just, he resigned. So he's done. Mueller just is tired of the bullshit. He, he made a recommendation. Apparently he did an eight-minute speech. I've heard a lot of analysis. I haven't actually stopped and listened to the speech yet. But, um, I mean, you know, we don't live in a culture of logic and politics anymore. There's yeah. no there's no sense of like two sides debating great ideas. Yeah. It's it's like uh for so long, literally my entire life and slightly more, the language of politics has removed itself from reality in a very aggressive way. And so the double speak is out of control now. I mean it's straight eighty four. Oh yeah, dude. It's like a cartoon show, a reality show all the time. And it's just like, yeah, who could be the crazier, wilder one? But you have to admit that the Trump presidency is going to make a great Adam McKay movie one day. There you go, man. You know, it's a future one for the Oscars. And yeah, stuff. if artist legal, you yeah. know, in like eight years. And then I know a guy who knows Oscar, too. Uh, this guy right here. <laughs> this guy right here. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad he's here. Hang yeah, on. I heard you were gri- gripping Oscar in your hand. There you go, Oscar. Man. Yeah, you know Oscar. I'm so high. Who's, who's Oscar? Oscar, he, he comes around once a year It's uh, for the actors and stuff. So. Yeah, if you hold him tight enough, you, yeah, you can I, be the I best. Think, I think it's like chocolate inside or something like that. Oscar, Who the fuck what's his last name? Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. No, the Oscars. You know, like the Weinstein. Oscar, Oscar Weinstein. No. <laughs> Weinstein. Yeah. So you talking like, about the rapist? Well, that yeah, that more yeah, one of those guys. Sorry, I derailed it. I, I do that. Yeah, I'm well, a derailer. If anything, uh, why do you like like derailing it? You know why, man? I think it's like a a reflective. I think that removing people from their line of logic, when they come back to it, it's fresher. 
If you lose it, you lose it. But if you come back, yeah. it's like more live than it was. Okay. So, and you try to get it right back to the moment type of thing? Well, okay. Or like, do you feel it goes in that direction? So, I, I, I thought I was doing, like, when I tell stories, I tend to tell, like, more than one story at once and kind of, like, go back and forth between them. And I told someone that, like, thinking I was like, oh, like, this album so weird. I do this mm-hmm. thing. And they were like, yes, that's a basic comedic storytelling technique. I'm like, fair enough. Thank you for... <laughs> Thank you for bringing us up to date there. Analyzing that. Yeah. Good to know. Well, but, yeah, I think that when you throw an unexpected element into, like... Because it's kind of like if you listen to politicians, people repeat themselves all the time. I don't want to have the same conversation over and over. Yeah. I don't. I really hate... I hate having the same conversation over and over. So, you know, like when I fucked up my hand... Yeah. It was like all my energy to try to come up with different ways to have responses for the exact same phrase that people are going to say to me over and over. Okay. And so anything I can do to make it a new conversation, I'm in. All right, boy. Well, what, what, like new conversation. Uh, where are you at or where are you going to be performing at? Um, you know, I have a date at Rooster Teeth Feathers okay. on the 12th or 13th. It's a Wednesday. June, June, whatever that Wednesday is, the second Wednesday. Okay. Uh, and that's cool. I've been trying to keep like one club date in my future, just like, you know, all as often as possible yeah. just to feel like a comic. I'm like, well, I do this one club wants for me to perform at some point in the future. Uh, my schedule is so empty. It's kind of, it's like tumbleweeds and fucking cotton wrappers, dude. Okay. So you're available is what you're saying. All right. Everyone. Yeah. I think I'm sure to hit out. the road. Yeah. Joe's like, Hey, Get those new people coming out and stuff, bro. And yeah, you, man. Elliot's got a car, so you know you all. Oh good. shit, you're good. That's like half the that's half the battle in uh, comedy, right there. Is car and gas. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a green car and a car. Yeah. <laughs> My passport's in, in Portland, so if you want to hit Latino. Canada, we just have to stop on the way. I got, I got the go. paperwork. There you go, man. You gotta take care of that paperwork. People like the paperwork, hey, apparently. Yeah, hey, I got. I walk I around with twelve IDs right now. You know, that's just the only case. paper I got. But I, <laughs> that's a good paper. Don't go to Arizona. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't go to fools across the border. You know, one time I drove out of the way into the desert instead of driving through Arizona. I Eight hours out of the way, but worth every second. <laughs> I risked my life, but yeah. fuck Arizona. But yeah, Goddamn, right. uh, yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, if you want to avoid Arizona, uh, make sure yeah, to Google uh, Elio's Map Quest, uh, where <laughs> to avoid the Arizona desert, so you don't have to worry about going back to the other side of the desert, right there. You know what? Mexico's nice, but. Uh, I like to visit. <laughs> That's good. That's like I, that, that would explain tourism right there, you know? <laughs> I went to Tijuana, and I was just like, wow, there are so many Catholic schoolgirls on every corner right outside all these strip clubs. It's so amazing. They have so many Catholic schools. It's a different vibe over and there. And they're very enterprising. They all are offering services in exchange for goods. Oh, it's a land of entrepreneurs, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very like uh, yeah, the hustle's alive at yeah, well yeah. out there. It's it's a Tijuana, thing. you can have your cake and eat it too, you know? Yeah, there you go, yeah. And <laughs> it's all different types of cakes, whatever like uh, type of creams you want on it. A lot of <laughs> Yeah, this has turned into a Food Network type of show now and stuff. Like, you guys Yeah. <laughs> but if anything, well, you know what to do? Let's go to head. Channel 69, the Cake Network. Well, if anything, we'll just get a little crazy right now and stuff. At the, but we'll be back in like a couple more minutes and kind of get to a close of wrapping it up so. yeah when we come back our least favorite comics in san francisco there you go dun, 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 dun. and we're still around though
eyes to the sky, kept my sights on the prize. Wide open, worldwide, like the thighs of a hooker spread. Told a girl, why? I got bigger fish to fry. Niggas wish I wouldn't retire. Cause of the pressure I apply every time I bust a rhyme. Cause of the rest of you are trying. Watch me stimulate the minds. Vista, but not yet. Not quite yet, yo. We're back on here with it. Hanging out with Warhol, hanging out with Elio. Fucking uh, shit. Who knows what the fuck's gonna happen and stuff, right? But thank it you is. so much, y'all, for hanging out. That's what's it. up. It is true because I feel like I say this a lot, but I feel like that um, comics in this scene in particular build sets a lot of times when they, a lot of them don't know how to write a joke. Like just structure a joke, set up punchlines. Like you don't have punchlines, a lot of people, but they're trying to build like seven minutes, and it's like don't you don't need seven minutes. You need to learn how to do the the basic building block. You know, you can't build a multi-celled organism if you don't have the amoeba down. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, delusions of grandeur. <laughs> well, but the thing is, it works though, because if you come in the scene, you know, only for so long, and you get like five minutes, only for so long, exactly. But you can kind of you can kind of ratchet up. Uh, your profile So a lot of people Are more interested In ending up Somewhere in the scene Than they are in Actually learning the craft Right A lot of people Do the 21 Savage And they just like Do it You know Yeah But like At the same time too You gotta be nice To everyone out there Cause you never know Who's gonna make it right Well <laughs> The person Who is a hack And an asshole has like two legs up in the industry so it's beautiful yeah it always is and especially like that's what the industry wants too like they wanted those because they're you know hey dance for us a little bit more y'all and so that's why they're like yeah sure i'll dance for that <laughs> but like if anything that's why you got to be like more self- <laughs> self-sufficient you know yeah. so my question for y'all is uh if you go up in a room that's like a packed house versus like an empty room or a little room versus a big room does it change how you approach what you're doing in the room yeah, each and each uh, audience is a uh, its own uh, like amoeba, you know. So it's like, and then it's also like the, what the moons are for the night, and then where your electrical charge within itself is at. Where you are, what's yeah. already happened in the room, Wait, yeah. what's going what? on in the news. So yeah. you, 
all that electrical you. charge. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Talk to me about the electrical okay. charge. So the moons. Now, you so cannot just say that and just <laughs> think, think that I'm not gonna. I think I know ask. what he means, but I don't I'm give a shit. My point of view. I completely <laughs> took away my point of view, and I'm with you. Yeah. Even though I was against you two seconds yeah. ago, but I want to know well, more about the moon and before. So <laughs> what? This definitely the moon. The so energy. What? So this is what, how I look at it now. It's okay. Like, um, Let me sit down. Okay. Again. So we're scientifically how much percentage water? You I know? don't know, dude. You're the one like, telling me so the theory. So it's like a lot. It's a lot. It's the majority of our body is just water. A lot. What? What the fuck? A lot yeah. means. Yeah. This is every everything that you see before you is actually water. It's liquefied. Wait, what? Yeah. So like I it, see I see tables and I see yeah yeah you see the like the hardness. So seventy percent. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, okay. but if anything, it's a big portion of who what we are. What that have to do with anything? So now uh, there's electrical surges that are constantly going through us. And this is the part where it's like, all right, it's the body and the electrical surge is going on. You know, when I was a kid, I got electrocuted off a fence. Okay. And my grandpa, my grandpa told me when I hit the ground, the shock was to make my heart start pumping again. Okay. But I get, I guess you're right. There's energy around us. Yeah, Go all ahead. the time. And even Clear. there, yeah, you can feel it. Like you, you ever see someone who's like having a bad day and like they look, you could tell like that. And it's also like the ripple effects or whatever. Unless you're, you're a sociopath. <laughs> And you don't you don't see it. Hey, there's a lot of factors here. You know? But the, <laughs> we go back to the illusions of grandeur. Yeah. Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah. So now knowing that that we are now when you go into and a mass setting, now you have to pretty much electrify yourself that much. You have to charge yourself up in order wow. to release and also because you you're entertaining for so many people and the, every exchange that you have with a person, even if you just walk by, is a, an exchange shift. So now that you're exchanging, especially a ratio of like, even if it's a small crowd, one to two, but even that you're taking on the energy of two people. Or if you, if it gets bigger, that just means like, like after a set, so like you take the energy or you give the energy. Well, Both. it's, it's a circuit. Both. Yeah. So, okay. and that's the thing is you can put out all your energy for like maybe people who aren't re ready to receive it. They don't reciprocate it and it takes it away. But if they, if they receive you, give you energy back you leave more energized yeah oh, like that. you can at least uh, find a pacing that you can handle that you can sustain uh these energy levels so if you need to go spike up and then you also is going to realize that when you do spike you're also going to spike down you gotta bring it down yeah a way i've been starting to think of it is uh is waves yes and i think it's kind of interesting because like some people in comedy will be like yes and then some people yeah. are like i don't know what you're talking about but the waves of pacing and energy and of like laughter like yep, yep. for a while i got so obsessed with the only thing i cared about was like waves of laughter like a laugh isn't good enough i want to i want to be able to like pause and let the laughter move away and move back to me you know mm. that shit can be pretty cool yeah and mm. but it, 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 that's part of that ripple effect and you with know? riffing too you learn that because you start to push you get something, you dig in in that direction, you know, like yeah. that. Right. You, uh, if you get a little ch extra charge, it's like, okay, we can use this energy and let's yeah. spend it over here. So we might get it back. We might not. Yeah. But and not all the energy. Not all you're the using it to do that, to go an extra out of the way a little bit, if yeah. you will. And sometimes the energy is going with you. A lot of times it's going against you. 
So it's like, uh, just be prepared. That Especially like, yeah. if you go after my set. There you go. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, even I don't go subatomic, you know? I'm like, I can't handle that shit right now. <laughs> right, it's like you're in, all out there in the wilderness, and you're like, man, how do I make a little fire? Yeah. And, the other and then thing you figure it out, and you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Is like, let's say you have an audience. At least what I found is I do better in rooms that are uh, heterogeneous. If it's all the same profile of who's in the audience, I'm less likely to do well. And so if you have different ages, different races, different ge geographical you know, different culture in the room, then you feel the energy of like, oh, if I go in this direction, this element, like, for example, I don't, I don't tell jokes about sex anymore, almost ever, that's consensual. Like, I've realized that in my act, I could get up and talk about like, oh, I'm fucking my girl, whatever, whatever. I don't really do that too much anymore because it's like, I've realized that that energy People are occupying that energy. I don't need it. It's not important to me. It's taken away from, yeah. from what you have to from say. From the point, yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah, trying yeah. to like streamline the wavelength. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, another thing too point, is huh? like uh, the audience will give certain energy too if they hear these words. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like an immediate reaction of right. like something else that like is not We in have been favor. trained in society yeah. to just react quickly. Yeah, so now it's just a matter of like kind of being aware of it and now using it to how you feel your advantage. But one thing is like what I love about podcasting is the whole, the wavelength features of it. Like this thing is out into the rest of the universe now. It's connected. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So and we're sending a message to ourselves in the past, present, and future all at the same time. Huh, it's a time capsule. Sounds like a book. Yeah, or it's just another podcast, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I was not not like researching, but I just was reading a little bit about uh, the origin of the medium. And like, do you do you know anything about the origins of the early podcasts and like how? No, that'd Bill, be a good Bill history lesson. So I was, yeah. I was looking up, uh, apparently there was a synthesis of message and technology in a particular way where like there there have been people like recording conversations and people you know doing that type of thing but because something about like this the way that streaming occurs now wasn't possible the the rss packets and shit so it was i don't know man like again i'm not i'm not like a researcher on it but like just the it made me think about we're all artists we're trying to figure out a way to get our message out in a particular way. For Mark Marin, he w he was on stage for 20 years, and at 45, the way he put it, I set up a couple of microphones in my garage, and suddenly, like, yeah. you know, people cared about what he what he thought. And so, like, it's this synthesis of like, what what do you have to say? What do I have to say? But also, like, how can I say it that's most relevant? And then finding your own medium that matches your energy and your message you know it's, it's it's so powerful so like maybe nobody likes you as a novelist but suddenly it's a graphic novel and everyone's hooked you know yeah and there's it'll cross different realms you know so like it'll like catch like beings at different moments of life or a, or so. a theatrical play or something like yeah that. yeah you I'm can a, actually visualize it and get the message across yeah I'm and gonna, where you are in your point. life it's like maybe you, you want to be a writer and you want to be a stand-up but maybe like pat oswald right it's like he made all this money his stand-up kind of suffered he had a horrible tragedy yeah you know like there's yeah. there's these arcs in our <laughs> yeah. in our lifetime too yeah but yeah but there's like trends of it because like yeah you know it's always coming around again but if anything uh 
Yeah, like that was that that got pretty. I think we got to the core there. Shit. Yeah, I learned I learned something new. Yeah, so and you, yeah, you uh, you could buy this audiobook live on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a podcast? Yeah. Is it a web series? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! We don't know. Or is it twenty nine ninety nine? That should be the price for the knowledge that you're getting. That's but, yeah. Real talk though, man. I'm I'm involved in this feature film now, and I like since I was a little kid, I wanted to be in a in a feature film movie. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've worked on a lot of shorter projects, uh, especially more recently, but like I just saw the the rough cut, and everyone who's involved in the project has never made a feature film before. So it's literally every single person is was just trying. Yeah, and it was a trip, man. I watched the I watched the the rough one time, and I had like opinions and like the other members, like Tracy Nguyen is in it. Uh, she hadn't seen it, so then she, like she watched it. I watched half of it again, and she watched it, and just just trippy like, like the movie doesn't exist yet, but it's in our minds right now, and trying to figure out if it can come from the mind to actually be something real. Who knows? It could be terrible. It could be good. You know. Yeah. If anything, uh, Elio and I were talking about uh, the running. He's he got this really nice drone and stuff. So. Oh, nice. And I'm gonna start training for the marathon again. Okay. So what we're gonna do is send me out, have the drone follow me. <laughs> so we're How's gonna that? have a lot of air shots around yeah. the bay. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Right? In the Oakland Hills, yeah, well, Oakland Hills, like the SF Bay Area. And I'm Berkeley. gonna be uh, posted it on the Bay Area Command yeah. Network if anybody needs a drone shot or something. Yeah. There you go. That's dope, man. Because like <laughs> cranes are. Expensive and helicopters yeah, no, are and, fucking uh, expensive. It's a Latino, so there you go. Cheap. There you go. <laughs> you can find them on Craigslist. You know, I, my currency. I could just see you in Cobbs. Uh, turkey like, sandwiches. That's my currency. So the drones hovering in the middle of Cobbs, like yeah. filming someone's set. Silent, dude. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny That's shit. Oh my gosh. A, I, I can't wait. Yeah. So I have technically agreed to be followed by a drone. <laughs> you know, when I went back home, because I'm from Maryland, si DC area, dude, I could feel it. I could feel the surveillance. I could f- like feel that I was being watched. They have overhead drone surveillance. That's and it was, it was a trip, man, yeah. because like I grew up there and I literally used to imagine walking around the same streets. I would imagine that there was this like, Floating, floating camera following me yeah. and I would like yeah, I was like an only kid for a long time like I would just like imagine myself having like this camera to communicate with and then now it's there yeah there you go and, and on that and, line uh, you got a Latino, <laughs> Latino flying it there you go man you know like uh, there'll probably be some like uh, Olympics for it one day or something like that the drone Olympics the drone Olympics you know uh, if anything uh, probably gonna wrap this up soon just yeah, cause like, we got I should you, go so. wake up the lady in the so truck so let's go uh <laughs> Let's go uh, round table, y'all. About uh, Elliot, where you gonna be at? What you gonna be doing, man? I'm just gonna be hanging out at the 33 Tama in downtown. Oh yeah, Tama on like Tahama, this Saturday Tahama, at eight. This Saturday. Yeah. This fool's gonna be at Delirium tomorrow. And Delirium. And Delirium that. tomorrow. Where you at tomorrow? You wanna drop a set? Uh, I I I'd be down because I, yeah, Come I have I have a musical rehearsal and then after that yeah I could dope do. yeah we'll be starting after the Warriors game so okay I'll, I'll be t- trying not to start a controversy but you know so okay. what can you do well that's how we pull this dick out okay well if anything, it's very small no one saw it yeah I'll be hanging out with them too uh, Monday and Saturday like that I guess yeah oh, yeah I got no response yeah right. <laughs> that's why I like doing this show because it's where I have the least amount of control all right y'all. this is this is my Johnny Carson moment I'm just gonna yeah. do it take. but if anything, uh, thank you so much guys I appreciate you uh, hey, man. hanging out and uh, thank you all so much to, uh, with the whole Artivist coming through and then also with Garrett being out uh, we wish you well and we'll be hearing from you all soon peace good to see you yeah let's see you around
whiskey is evil. It is a wicked, wicked vehicle. If, if, if you're riding the whiskey train, I can attain to it. If you're going to have whiskey, have a glass, sip it, enjoy it. It's a and great then, at home thing. And then switch thing. to beer. Yeah, it, it's a great at home thing. It's a great one not to... Uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's for sipping and like not doing shot after shot after shot after shot after... Ugh. Yeah. Eesh. That's a great way to turn it into a train wreck. But maybe, maybe our FTW, FTW listeners are into shot after Some shot. People, and, and they listen to the show that we actually semi-condone it or maybe not condone it. Yeah, well, Jim... So We're enthusiastic for you about that. There's, I know. I got plenty of friends that think Jim Beam is kind of high-end, so... <laughs> I know somebody enjoyed his Jim Beam. I watched him get a DUI once. It was pretty wild. Ah, that's terrible. Yeah. It was a pretty yeah, sad that's, story. That's neither here nor there. That's something to think about, though. So, mm. you guys, if you're going to go out and ride, be safe. If you're going to drink whiskey, <laughs> ride's probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're squitchy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, who else should we mention? We should mention Meteor Motorbikes. I've been meaning to call Michelle and say what's up. Oh, yeah, Michelle over at Meteor Motorbikes. I freaking love her. And Rob. Good people. Yeah. They I never met Rob. You haven't met Rob? I've met Rob a few times, man. Really? Rob's good people. Dude, Rob rocks. Rob right fucking rules, dude. And his band kicks ass, too. Badass. Yes. Good man, Rob. We should give her a call next week. Do a phone interview, but like sneak attack phone interview. <laughs> sneak that's attack. What you, can, that's what you can start doing. We might be on the air. We might not. Hey, you can, you can sneak do. attack. <laughs> I'm standing outside your bedroom you right do, now. Are you inside? You, you can do crank calls. You're, you're so anxious oh to, to touch the phone. <laughs> Try and find Gail's number. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best? Reverse it on her? Maybe not. Oh, thanks. Radio Silas. That's my partner. <laughs> You brought it on yourself. Oh, uh, no. That was a, fu- was a funny shit. used to it by I'm, now, man. I'm working the room here, and you're just a, just a tough room, George. How about low-down barbecue? How about them? <laughs> <laughs> Give them a call if they're still a number. Uh, <laughs> I think that's about it. George is Steve Productions. He's George Stevens, and I'm Stephen St. George, and this has been our show. Hey, y'all hold my beer. Hey.
world. Fabber two wheels. Fuck the world. Fabber two wheels. Fuck the world. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pam Oh shit, alright, cool. Miles every Friday. So we'll get started in about five minutes. Happy hour open mic. I am a subscriber on Podkicker because I'm an Android guy. Can't fuck with Tim Cook. They have a um, I don't know if anyone listens to this shit live. I know like 10,000 people a week listen to Pam show that comes after. So look around you. Awesome. About to get started. Laughing off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy and it's one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join the Green Army. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open 
uh, in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot, drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the... Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's Joke Workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics, wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturdays from four to six, get long sets, because no one ever shows up, so it's like stage time, and people can listen, come on by to Mutiny Radio, get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation, complication, aggravation, is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the edge of insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh. Kit Marie. Brandon Ray. And Mistress Christine. All on Mutiny Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there.
welcome to Weekly Review with Roman. Today it's Wednesday, November 13th. This episode will be played again on November 15th, a Friday. Open up the show with two tracks off the album Entertainment by Gang of Four. I was reading Volume 3 of Queer and Trans Artists of Color, uh, edited by Nia King, and one of the artists interviewed mentioned this album and I realized I hadn't heard it, so I wanted to take a listen. A plug for Hoopla, which is an app where you can also get audiobooks, movies, music, many things from your public library. And just sending lots of love out to the library and librarians all around the world. I'm feeling super low energy today, as you can probably tell from my voice. However, I'm still going to bring a show and share some depressing news items, as well as positive things that folks can do to show up and support. I'm gonna go down a list here, and I'm also gonna be sharing another podcast a little bit later that's gonna be talking about what's happening in Bolivia, as the corporate media here hasn't really been in tune with what's happening, so I wanted to share that to gain perspective for myself, as well as 